It's another episode of the Bench Mob ENT. We on for a late night one. This is going to be released on Saturday morning for y'all. Uh, got three of the members here. We got Chris Moneybags with the Willie P gear on the night. How you doing tonight? Good, man. Got that fresh cut. You know, I got the best barber out here in New Jersey. Shout out my boy, Cap. Greg, Mr. Hot Takes, debate your mom says, man, how you doing tonight? I'm good, man. I just came back from hooping. I feel good. It was worth it. Right. I was, a little, I was a little late to the show, but it was worth it. I was hooping. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard when you feel bad about it, bro. I was hooping. All right, man. Before we even start and get into everything we got on the docket today, all the stuff that we have to talk about with football and whatnot, and some basketball and things of that nature, a whole new segment we created for y'all. We gotta start here. I want. I want to be able to have a, a true discussion right now. Um, I'm talking to Laker Nation. <laughs> Curtains, y'all. I'm going to keep it a stack with y'all. As a Lakers fan myself, watching the Bucks game, watching games in previous, it's not – it's Curtains. Um, be okay. Embrace the games being exciting possibly. But there's no championship coming to L.A. this year. It's not. The rust thing is not working. It's not working. It won't work. AD, Braun is out. This is time for AD to go bananas. Proving my point again. AD is not a number one. And Lakers fans, we, we need to be concerned. There's going to be some bad years in the future unless they pull something off. Because once LeBron retires, if y'all think we're relying on AD to run the organization, you can forget it. It's going to be the same thing we had when Shaq left. It's going to be some tough years. So just get prepared for that. We'll make the playoffs. We ain't we're not winning it this year. It's not happening. We got to make some moves. And I'll stick by my statement, as I said last year. I'm taking Giannis over AD, man. They, they met, matched up last night. It seemed like Giannis actually cared. AD... He seems subpar. AD has some stats like somebody that Greg probably saw at the Y tonight. It was not up to par. Lakers season, there's no championship coming to LA. I just want to let y'all know that before we start the show to have a conversation with Lakers Nation. It's okay. The earlier you get closure, you don't, you're not going to be upset when they lose in the second round of the playoffs. You just know now it's not happening. If they're struggling like this, this bad without LeBron, when LeBron comes back, LeBron is not Jesus. Jesus is in heaven. LeBron can't fix this. 
Russ is averaging more turnovers than everybody on the show put together. No, it's not. It's not happening. AD is not that guy. AD is cool with being second fiddle. It is what it is, man. We have we have something to look forward to. Taylor Horton Tucker. That's all we have to look forward to. Now to get into the show, keeping it in LA. Are the Rams to Hollywood, man? Are the Rams to Hollywood? They want to. Oh, I thought you were going to talk about. I thought you were talk about the Lakers longer than that. Damn. No, I, was there, I, I kind of wanted to hear what Gray had to say. I know he's about to go off on that too. <laughs> he just jumped off the Lakers quick. I just oh. wanted to let. I just oh. wanted the fan, Lakers Nation, to know it's not happening. But what's happening with the Lakers is really interesting. It's it's a it's a conversation to be had back and forth. I don't I don't think I don't think it's really cut and dry. I think it was a bit unfair for anybody to expect this team to look like what they were going to look like for the rest of this year before Christmas. That the NBA season don't start until after Christmas. We, I mean, that's just the way this thing goes. It ramps up till after Christmas. Teams fight for position to get in the playoffs. They 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 find their identities after Christmas. I don't think this current Nets team is who they're going to be for the whole rest of the year until after Christmas. I think that a Kyrie trade might have happened might might happen up until that point. Right, that's a whole different conversation. I, I was hoping we were going to go there, but maybe we'll get there in the show. Point is, I, I just think that with the Lakers situation, it's look, it's tough to. It's tough to again call it. You can you you're calling it like you see it. And it's what Tone saying is facts. You're calling it how you see it. That the Lakers do look horrible right now. Fair. AD is not a number one. Fair. Giannis is better than AD, and and Giannis and Giannis and AD don't belong in the same conversation right now. Fair, because because Giannis is a dog. That's why because Giannis is a dog and he has that mentality and he wants it more. It's that simple. AD is more more talented i will i will i will live by that ad is a more talented basketball player he can shoot the three although this year he struggled he can shoot the mid-range he shoots a high percentage from the free throw line he's like a big guard he's more talented he's more basketball skilled but Giannis is a dog and he wants it more and he puts his head down and go get it that's the, that's just it he wants to he can carry he can carry a team he can carry a team so there's no way around that and ad can't fine my thing is ron hasn't been there and I, I keep telling lakers fans kendrick nunn not being there really matters i don't i don't think people understand when they get none back, they're gonna have three guys that can go get it. They're gonna have none, THT, and Monk. And you and one of and THT has to start. THT has to start. I, I, he's making his case. He's taking that that next jump. He's he's actually un, he's gonna be underpaid by the time this year is over. He's he's very good. And I've been I've been a bit on the THT bandwagon since this show started. If every everybody can remember, I was talking about that. So. No, man, I don't, I don't think it's over. I think Lakers fans can remain. Look, it's hard to be optimistic, and I know that we're in a microwave culture where we expect things right away. It's going to take time. And with Russ, look, I, I, had the, I had the idea in the group chat. You use Russ the way, the way the Warriors use Draymond. You partially use him to initiate offense, bring the ball up the floor. You have him roam the paint and kind of fill open spaces, catch, turn and face, drive, kick, Right. Like I'd rather see him in that role than a role where he's playing primarily point guard. And I think that'll change. They're going to use him more as a screener because they did it when Brown was was playing. They look good when Brown played, man. Like they look good. It's just I just would caution people to relax with the, the, the slander for the Nets and for the Lakers. Relax. It is, we are 16 games in to the season. It's just way too early. It's just way too. This is an eighty-two game, eighty-two game season. We they play till June. They or they they play till the summer, May, April. Just relax. Just relax. You don't, you don't, you don't think they are. trade Russ before before Christmas? No, because no one's in a trade for Russ. They are stuck with Russell Westbrook. No one wants forty million dollars for Russell Westbrook services. No one's gonna pay that for him. So it's fine. That's okay. But I just don't think this team's a finished product. I don't. They don't have none. They don't have all their guys yet. That team's talented. That Lakers team is talented. And honestly. 
I don't, I, unlike everybody else, I don't think there's an excuse. They, they should get out of the West. With that roster as constructed, I know the Warriors are very good. They should get out of the West with that roster. And if it takes Bron being there to put a battery in AD's back because AD needs that, so be it. You deal with the AD problem when Bron is gone. Right now you have LeBron James, which means that you have a chance to win a championship. Whenever you have Bron, you have a chance to win a championship. Bottom line. Bottom line. Lakers fans can be upset now, but understand, every team in the league would like to be in your situation right now. I'd love to be you. <laughs> it, right? If they love to be, they love to have LeBron and AD on their team. Trust me. It's better than 99% of the situations in the NBA. So just relax. It's, I, I'm, I, I'm not saying it's not, it doesn't look bad. I'm not saying I'm not frustrated watching Russell Westbrook turn the ball over. I think it's jump shots to turnovers. I think it's jump shots because they don't hit the rim. Like it's just, it's just an automatic fast break starter for the, for the other team when he shoots. So yes, I understand the frustration. I get it. We can move on to football here. I'm just saying that Lakers fans need to relax. I think Bron's going to come in and stabilize things. They're going to go on a couple winning streaks this year. It'll be up and down. They'll stabilize to, as they get towards the playoffs and then they'll make their run. They need to be healthy. Who cares about the regular season? Be healthy. Bron teams always have chaos on them. That's a, that's a Bron team thing. That's a Bron team staple. I would just relax a little bit. I'm just saying, I think this team will be fine. You're going to have none, Monk, THT, Ariza to hit the corner three. Look, man, you got to stay healthy. You guys have a chance to, to win it, to win the whole thing. There's no reason, honestly. With Bron and them, you got you to get one more. You can. You can. It's just, it just looks bad now. I understand. That sounds good. The issue is, is that we still have Russell Westbrook on the team. We don't know what's going to happen with that. But Frank I, I mean, Vogel. I, Frank Vogel, I don't, I don't want to hear from nobody. I've been saying this since last year. I've been saying it when, when they won the championship. Frank Vogel ain't it, my guy. He is not it. The lineups, the losing of the leads, no. Frank Vogel is not it. Rob Palenka, we need to come for you too, boy. Why? Hearing that there was a possibility to get DeMar DeRozan, who is balling. <laughs> We had Kyle Lowry as a possible option at the trade deadline last year, and y'all passed both up. They, they, Russell pass, Westbrook. they passed up on Kyle. They passed up on Kyle Lowry. Well, Russell Westbrook, who, really? They passed up on Kyle Lowry on Russell Westbrook right now, who is not fitting in. And the thing is, I get what you're saying, and this all can change. But guess what? If the Lakers think they're going to be a seventh of the AC team this year, ain't going to do that again. They're going to be right here with us. On bench mob talking about what they could have done straight like that is not I gonna work like the, that. The Laurie deal they passed up on that for to keep THT and THT looks really really good. So they could have got they could have got Laurie. They still could have got Laurie because at the end of the day, y'all let Caruso walk. So, so y'all could figure it out money wise. Y'all could figure it out yeah. money wise. You mentioned Kyrie. One of the things I just want to ask before we even transition because you mentioned Kyrie. I heard an interesting trade that came up. And I wanted to hear your thoughts on it. They mentioned Kyrie for KP. Porzingis. Porzingis. No. Not nearly enough. For, just because Kyrie's not, just because Kyrie is an idiot, <laughs> it doesn't mean that he's not good at basketball. I want my, I want a great return. I'm not trading him for KP, a guy who's underperformed the last three years in Dallas. No way. And it hurt most of the time. Hell no. No, that's a bad deal. They can get a lot more back. I, I'd rather have Tyrese Maxey and Ben Simmons at that point. Just give me them. And, and, and a couple firsts because Kyrie's still that dude. He's still great at basketball when he's playing out there. He's still that guy. Nets can get top recoup top value for that guy. He's still healthy. Man, I know. I, I, look. The thing I is. Think, 
it, Philly, I don't think they do it though. Because you got to think not? about that's shooting themselves in the foot. Why? They suck right now. Why? And, and, and they suck right now. And Ben and Ben and Ben's not coming back. Ben's not playing for them. He's not playing. Of course not. So so I, what's your alternative? I, I, look, Philly doesn't have to do it. There's other trade partners out there. I know there's teams calling the Nets. We've heard it. We've all heard it from Woj and Sam's from reliable sources. I'm just saying with every Nets loss, like the one they had against the Warriors, that you get you get an inch closer to the, to the idea of tra- Kyrie getting traded for real. And also, here's the, I, I was telling my dad this. Yo, the, this rule about getting vaccinated in New York is not going anywhere. Next year, it'll still be a thing. You still got to show your vaccination card to get in the Barclays. You still got to be vaccinated to do anything in New York, to go into a bar, to use a bathroom in a facility. You have to show your vaccination card. So Kyrie cannot play in New York if he's not going to get vaccinated, meaning that by Christmas, if he has not played, the Nets have to – I think the Nets are going to trade him. I don't think he – I think he's not going to play as a Net the rest of this year. I think – or for the rest of his career. I think his career as a Net is over. Kyrie's career as a Net is over effectively because he's choosing to take this stand. He's too far gone. He's on Instagram posting Matrix memes. He thinks he's got it over on all of us. So I'm just saying, I don't think I, – I love watching him play. I'll watch him play where he plays next. I just don't think he's going to be here as a net. I don't see – there's no solution. Am I wrong? Like, no one and no, no one's talking about this, by the way. You know? Is anyone saying that this rule is not going anywhere? COVID's still a thing. You're still going to have to show your vaccination card. You're still going to have to do all that stuff. So I just don't nah. see how Kyrie uh, fits into the Nets' long-term plans. When he he's choosing to short, he don't even fit into the short term plans because unless he has evolved and changed his mind and figured out that he's going to suddenly get it, it's over. It's no logical way. They're not changing the law just for one individual person. Essentially, right. like obviously, it's more people that are upset and would like to not be able to have to be vaccinated to go places in New York, but. Nothing's changing in that regard. So, Facts. and for all my people who tell me that the Nets have no fan base, they're sending me the Stephen A. Smith clip. We just talked about it. We'll, we'll touch it real quick. The Nets moved away from their fan base, in New Jersey. Going to the bar, you you try going to the Barclays Center. It is the most inconvenient thing if you live in New Jersey. They left their home state fans. When I went to Eisenhower Center, it was packed. When I went to Continental, it was packed with Vince Carter, with Richard Jefferson, with Jason Kidd, with Kerry Kittles. It was packed. The net, New Jersey showed up for this basketball team and they moved them out of our home state. And now you go to Brooklyn, it's inconvenient to get there. You got you take the train for a seven o'clock game. You're getting home at like 12 because you have to take two trains, not one. Like you go to MSG, you take one train, walk upstairs. It's not that convenient. So for everyone telling me that, for everyone saying the Nets fan base is dormant, for all the slander we get, they're getting out there. I'm a Nets fan. There's plenty of Nets fans in Jersey. There's a Nets fan community that's very real. It's just in New Jersey, and they'd rather sit at home and watch on the TV than take two trains to get to Barclays or drive to Barclays and pay sixty dollars for parking, like Chris and I did. So it's it's there's no there's no way around it. Like it's just a, an unfortunate situation. But the Nets fan is, fan base is very real. So all that talk, chatter, they don't know what they're talking about. I say, hey, Nets fans, switch your team because they did y'all dirty. Any local fans in New York tri-state area, switch your team. They did y'all dirty. The Giants win. They don't get no love to Jersey. They play in Jersey. The Jets, they don't win, so they could keep that love over there anyhow. And then you got the Brooklyn <laughs> Nets went to Brooklyn. They don't care about Jersey. They want to use Jersey up and then don't give us no love. This is why I don't root for none of y'all. Hey, Greg, I used to say the same. I used to say the same thing about the Bengals when you watch them on TV and you see empty seats. I used to say there's a big fan base at home. <laughs> 
Yo, you can't leave. If you're a Nets fan, you wrote out this long, you're not leaving. You wrote it out this long and the Nets are good and you're going to leave. Your Nets are, 11, Nets are 11 and 5 and people are talking like they're in crisis. They've won nine out of their last eight, nine out of the last 10 games. They're there. I think they're about to be in first place in the East. Yeah, all right. They're not going anywhere. Just say, hey, so, sit home and watch on Yes Network. We have a great broadcast team. Shout out to Sarah Kuzak and all them. They do a great job. I'm fine watching at the crib. So basically what you're saying is before we transition. So basically what you're saying is they, you know, divorced you, moved on, tried to find a better wife. It didn't work out, but you still going to support? That's because things are going on. I don't like that analogy at all. The Nets, the, the <laughs> Nets like divorced New Jersey. Yo, know, because because the Nets, Nets divorced New Jersey to go to Brooklyn because they thought that was the better that was but the better thing. It. She looked better. Yeah. She was younger. I can't not support the players for that reason because the players had nothing to do with them going to Brooklyn. If you want to hate somebody, stop listening, stop streaming Jay Z's music. How about that? How about you take it out on Jay Z? Take it out on Jay Z. The players got nothing to do with them being in New York. Nothing. Jay Z. All them dudes, Jay-Z, Jay-Z top five. Uh, ain't no way I'm stop streaming his music. Jay-Z top five. Right, uh, <laughs> it's, it's stuff all right now. He's, he's wishy-washy at best now. His new stuff, his, his old stuff, top five. Yeah, his old stuff. I mean, yeah. Have you, you're, not, you're not riding around to unreasonable doubt. All the, the millennials and Gen Zers and listen to this podcast. So I don't want to hear that. It's easy. What I'm asking you to do is very easy. If you want to be mad at somebody, be mad at Jay-Z. <laughs> Just do that. Yeah, That's I, don't stream it. I don't stream it anyway, but. Speaking of a fan base that do be there, the Rams, they be in their new stadium. They got everybody showing up. LeBron, all the all the athletes, all the celebrities are going to Rams games, getting in the box office. But as of late, the Rams have not been playing well. They lose to the 49ers. They lose to the Titans. Is the problem on offense – or is it defense in your opinion? Y'all already know where I stand with this. This Stafford just being himself. I think I think the problem's on offense. I think I think defense last game obviously was non-existent with with uh, the 49ers run games. They were you know they couldn't stop it right. Um, and then when they got Debo Samuel going, they couldn't stop him. I don't know where the hell Jalen Ramsey was, but he was nowhere to be found. And, and Von Miller out here getting pancaked by George Kittle, not being able to stop the run and get off blocks and whatnot. He looked a little rusty too. But again. I think the problem is on offense uh, as of late. And we talked about it last uh, episode with, with OBJ, him getting eight to 10 touches. I didn't expect that from him this game. It, it was his first game, four days after being on the team. I didn't expect him to play much. And he didn't, he only played 15 snaps and uh, only four snaps in, in the second half, right? A lot of the snaps were, were early in the first half. He got the first pass of the game, caught that. Um, but he only had he only had three targets and, and two receptions, and you could tell like I don't think he should have played at all. That you know how hard that is to to come on a team and play, uh, learn a whole new playbook and whatnot. Like the, if you're gonna give him you know a screen pass, like like really what's the point if you're only gonna give him three targets? And and you could tell like the chemistry was off. Uh, there was some frustration there early on, um, and it, it just didn't mesh, and it it didn't feel like cohesive. Uh, but I, I think Matthew Stafford, uh, you know, struggled a little bit, obviously, with Robert Woods going down on Friday right before the game, right, and only having Cooper Cup in, in their run game wasn't as effective. But um, people people are starting to be quick to, to hate on uh, Stafford and not think he's the guy. Listen, Matthew Stafford is a talented quarterback. Has he, has he won a playoff game? No, he's been to three playoffs in his career. 
he hasn't won one. But with this team has all the pieces uh, around him for, for him to be successful. He just needs to make better decisions and stop forcing throws. He had two interceptions. One wasn't his fault when it at in and out of the hands of Higby. Um, but the other one uh, early on in the game with Odell, um, you, obviously that was just, uh, you know, kind of a miscommunication where Odell ran like a goal route and Matt Stafford threw a deep post. Um, I, I think they're going to be fine. They're going into a bye week, which is huge for them this week. Odell gets to learn the playbook. Um, Von Miller gets to get more comfortable on the defensive side of things. And I think they're going to come out and be fine. They don't – they're not physical enough on either side of the ball. That's the problem. They were out – they were manhandled. They, the, the Rams rushed the passer well, and on offense, they're supposed to be able to run the ball well, and they just – they had no run game. I agree with a lot of things you said because, I mean, I, I didn't expect Odell to step in there and go crazy off the bat. I do think eventually he will be going crazy. I think Sean McVay is too good of an offensive mind to not have him get him involved, but week one, that's hard. It, it, it'll come yeah. with time. The bye week is perfect time, like you said, but they're just not physical enough on either side of the ball. They don't stop the run. They don't stop the run. And they're not, they don't seem to have a run game going. And that's the problem too. But Stafford's play can't be ignored. I mean, look, Stafford's in a situation where there's never been more pressure on him. And when he was in Detroit, he didn't do well. And he didn't fare well in pressure, pressure situations. The numbers are not in his favor. He has a losing record against teams above 500 in his career. He's never won a playoff game. And yet we don't really talk about him the way we talk about number one overall picks who don't do well because he's very talented. He has highlight plays. He's played with great receivers. I get it. And he is not. I was I was in a bandwagon saying that and I was saying he'd be an MVP candidate. But before the season started. But yeah, we all, I think we he, all picked him to win it all. I, I, yeah, exactly. And he, and he deserves blame, some blame for what you've seen. Not, not Antonio didn't. Antonio didn't. And anyone who doesn't believe in Stafford, by the way, is justified in, in saying that. It is they are justified in not believing in Stafford. I'm not going to say you're not like, like that's not true. What I was banking on is him going to a very good ecosystem where he had a great coach and the coach would get the best out of him, right? That's that's what I'm betting on. Same Odell's a, a singular talent in, in and of itself. I think he'd be great anywhere they just throw him the ball. I think eventually they're going to get to doing that because Robert Woods is gone. There's a whole lot of field. So that's going to happen. Eight to ten touches is going is to end up happening. But no, nah, I think they don't, they don't stop the run. And they are not really gashing teams in the run game. And when you don't do those two things, you're going to lose a lot of football. You're going to lose games. You're going to look, it's going to look ugly. And the Niners are physical. <laughs> like Debo was white was playing running back. He is physical. He has 200 plus yards after the, after contact. No one in the NFL is close. Second place guys, not even close to that number. So it, it, it's tough, but I, I, I think they'll be fine long-term. I, I, I don't really worry about them to be honest. They'll be okay. Talk to me in the playoffs. Then we can talk about my skepticism around Matt Stafford, but I hope he plays well. I hope they have a run game. They better have a run game going by then. You can't put the game on his shoulders. That's the problem. Yeah, and, and that's exactly what they did too, right? He dropped back 41 times against can't the happen. 49ers. And, like, you knew what was coming, right? Yeah. Shotgun. He, he, they're not running the ball. Derek Hendrickson, whatever his name is. Henderson. Henderson didn't do anything all night. So, like, play action wasn't there. That You know, they really couldn't do anything but pass. Yeah, 40, 41 attempts, and he had 48 attempts against the Titans. So this is back to yeah. back like that. Where they where they couldn't run the ball. They can't establish a run game. And the Rams are, the Rams run the ball and play action off the run. That's what they've – since McVay's gotten there, they run the ball for five yards at a clip, and they, 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 they hit the play action, and they hit Robert Woods on deep crosses, hit Cooper Cup on deep on deep posts. That's what they do. They, they yeah, but when was, the last time, when was the last time they did that really well? Early in the season. Early, they had it humming earlier this season. Earlier this season, they had it humming. Cooper Cooper Cup has like 10 touchdowns off of that system alone. That's what they're doing. They're just, they're just gashing in the run game, 
and they get open on play action. They don't they don't do a lot of spread uh, offense. They don't do a lot of shotgun looks. It's not very. It's really more off play action and design. And that's really what's happening. They've just gotten too cute as a team. Get back to gashing teams in the run game and playing off the run, play actioning off the run. That's it. Like you said, make things easy for Stafford. What they like do? Said, they 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 too Hollywood. They in L. A. Now. They yeah, Hollywood. they're getting too cute. Stafford and how about you have and please have Odell run more than more than two routes. I know it was the first game. I get it, but he can run crazy routes. I mean, yeah, he can run a stick and nod. He can run all types of routes. Stop with the go routes and the cur- and the comeback curls. That's stupid. Have him run some real routes. I expect to see him running more stuff. Slants. Get him. Get him going. And I think they will. And we'll 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 see their best later on in the season. Yeah, Stafford's in LA now, but you can't take the Detroit out of Stafford. Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> that's a fair. That's a fair criticism. It really is. <laughs> it's fair. It's not. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, they are on a three-game winning streak. Are the Chiefs back? There are three games that they won. They beat the Giants 2017. Mahomes was 24 for 48, 275, a touchdown, an interception. A great, great exciting game. Packers 13-7 they win. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 20 for 37, 166 yards, one touchdown, no picks. Mm -hmm. And then last week, Raiders, they – Blew the brakes off, 41 to 14, 35 of 50, 406 yards, five touchdowns, zero interceptions. Are we back on the cheese bandwagon? No. No. Hell they, no. They, they snuck out with the win against the Packers, only putting up 13 points, which is unconstitutional for, for the Chiefs. And then with, obviously last week with, I mean, the Giants, they snuck out with a win too, but last week, uh, against the Raiders, that was the the first time this season that you could say, okay, this team looks halfway decent. And if you look at like the teams that they beat, the Giants, uh, the Raiders, um, you know, the Browns week one, like those are teams that are struggling now, right? Somewhat. They haven't beat a team that is expected to win a playoff game this season. And, and I think that's that's going to be there. I mean, they, they put up three points against the Buffalo Bills. They got smacked by the Buffalo Bills earlier this year. Um, I, I think they're they're starting to get some momentum and starting to get some some flow. Obviously, we saw it the other night, but I don't think you can say like, OK, this is the, the same Chiefs that we saw last year. The Chiefs that are going to roll over teams and, and pummel teams um, because Patrick Mahomes, like you just you just named the static uh, 24 for 48 a few weeks ago, uh, one touchdown like. Yeah, they got the win, but that's not good quarterback play. You know what I mean? That that's not he's he, that's not consistent enough. Like you're sneaking out with wins, and and for him to play the way he did the other night, five touchdown passes. Um, you know that's what we need to consistently see for from them because that's really their identity. That's what they do. They put up a lot of points because their defense isn't that good, um, and they go you know touchdown for touchdown with teams. Or if the other teams can't keep up, then you know they just stay ahead. But um, I don't know. I'm I'm not sold on on this team. You know, going deep in the playoffs. Uh, I'm looking forward to see how how the Bengals play against them in a few weeks. But uh, I, again, I I don't I don't think they're they're going to be anyone's uh, Super Bowl picks this year. Yeah. Well, well, my my confusion around all this is is they shouldn't have beat the Giants. They did. They shouldn't have. Um, the Packers did a later loss to Van Rodgers wasn't immunized. Exactly. They, they would have lost that game, and. and Against the Raiders, the Raiders are just, are just a stupid football team. And I, and the Giants had just beat them the week before. Stupid football team. Every team gave you the book on how to guard this team. 
You sit back and make him take the underneath stuff repeatedly over and over and over again. I don't know how they messed up that game plan. I know they don't have a great defensive backfield. They're not, the corners aren't particularly very good. They're not. Um, and, and I think if the Giants had been healthier, they would have won by more in that game because the corners are not particularly, they don't really have many, many talented guys back there. And they just lost, they lost Arnett, uh, one of their corners, because he was in some, on some gang stuff too. Yeah, so <laughs> on some gang stuff too. So they just lost him. They lost their starting corner. So yeah, I mean, look, I, I don't understand how you mess up that game plan. They deserve to get, get, get bashed and they lost by a ridiculous amount of points. The, the Chiefs hadn't done that in weeks what they did to them Mahomes threw a pick that wasn't a pick to the running back where he threw across his body the running back jumps in front of the corner and catches it that was a pick he still makes crazy plays he's not playing his best football but the Raiders have a way of just making you look great they just have a way of making you look great they're, they're what a stupid team this I, I was watching the game and I was, I was all I could think is they're just a stupid team because now people are thinking they're fixed they're not they're not. The teams are going to sit back in that deep zone, deep two-man, two-man safety over the top, take Tariq Hill's deep shots away, right? Which is easier said than done. I know it's not easy, but teams can do it. You got a speedy corner, you know, Dory Jackson chasing him around. Other teams have that, have, a, have a situation too. You can do that. You think they're going to beat the Titans in a playoff game? No, they're not beating the Titans right now. Titans are going to run the ball right down, right down the chute, do a runoff play action, and they're going to get, they're going to rush the passer. I, I, I just don't look. I don't see them competing with those top teams in the AFC. They're not, they're not fixed yet. Uh, they haven't proved it to me off one game. And I, you know, honestly, I hate the Cowboys. I hate everything about them. I hate them. They're going to beat the Cowboys going to beat them this weekend. I don't see how they don't, you know, as the Cowboys are the go back to being the Cowboys and maybe they won't, but I, I think the Cowboys are going to win the game. I don't see any way they, they don't win. New segment, start bench cut. So I present a scenario, I present a topic, I present players, stats, whatever the case may be. Three of them, y'all choose what you're going to start, what you will bench, and what you will cut. First off, Cam Newton will lead the Panthers to the playoffs. Odell doesn't work out with the Rams and is signing with another team next season. The Bengals and the Browns both missed the playoffs. Start <laughs> cut. <laughs> see, uh, see, I don't like how you did that there because you you tied the Bengals into the Browns, so that has to be a joint answer. I think the Browns are going to miss the playoffs. I don't think the Bengals will. But for the sake of this, you know, I'll let you have your fun. Um, wow, start bench cut. I think I'm going to start. So starts obviously a positive, right? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to – I don't know. I'm a little confused now because how does this work? Because a lot of what you said was negative. So you're going start, bench, cut. Which scenario are you starting? Which one are you benching? Which one are you cutting? So which one is most likely essentially? Which one you think might happen and this one isn't happening? I would start the Odell – oh, no, no, no. Excuse me. I'll start the Cam. Cut that. Start the Cam leading the Panthers to the playoffs. I would bench the Browns and and Bengals both not making the both not making the playoffs. And I'm gonna I'm oh, not bench cut. I'm gonna cut them and I'm gonna I'm gonna bench the um what the Odell Panthers? scenario the Odell scenario. Because I, don't, I don't see I don't see any way Odell's leaving LA. Odell's wanted to be in LA his entire career. 
he's not leaving. I, I don't see, and I think they're going to make the space for him to be there. So I, don't, I also think the Bengals will make the playoffs for what it's worth. I don't think they're going to miss it, but you know, you gave me, you gave me the option. You get, those are the odds you gave me with. So I'm going to go with those. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Start bench cut. Trayvon Diggs will break the NFL record for interceptions from 1952, which is 14. Chandler Jones will actually get double-digit sacks. He started off week one with five sacks. He now is at a whopping total of six. (laughs) That's crazy. Or will Joe Burrow lead the league in interceptions? He's currently tied with Sam Darnold at 11. Wow. Wow. That's a crazy stat. Wow. (laughs) I'll let you go first, Chris. That's crazy. I didn't know that. That's no, I, and I'll say this. I'll say this before I get the pitch. If you look at a lot of the the interceptions that Joe Burrow has, it's it's our wide receivers' fault. A lot of tip balls and a lot of drop passes. Um, I was just listening to the uh, Locked On Bengals podcast the other day, and our offensive coordinator Brian Callahan was, was talking about that. Like, if you analyze like his interceptions, probably like three of them were just ultimately bad throws. And the rest were a lot of tip balls and, and things like that. But Joe Burrow is going to be fine. Not worried about him at all. Um, all right, start bench cut. I'm going to cut that. Joe, Joe Burrow is going to lead the, the league in interceptions. Um, Chandler Jones, I'm going to, to start. I don't think – he's going to get to double-digit sacks at all. I mean, I've been following this week after week trying to see where, where he's at because everyone was blown away week one when he had five, and now he's only at six. Like, what are you, what are you doing? And if I'm that coaching staff, too, I'm pissed. <laughs> There's no other way around it. And then um, what, what was the third one, the one that I'm going to bench? You'll bench Trayvon Diggs breaking the NFL record of 14 interceptions. Yeah, I mean he's on he's on pace, man. I think that, I think that can definitely happen the way he's playing because he plays aggressive, right? He's gonna get got for sometimes, but again, like the chances he's taking have have been paying off. Um, so I'll go I'll go with benching that. I would cut that just because I want to hear I don't want to hear Cowboys <laughs> about how their guy broke the record. Yeah, I'd, I'd cut that just off the strength of that alone. Um, <laughs> I don't even care. I didn't even honestly when he said that I, I didn't hear everything else. I just heard that. And the, interceptions, <laughs> the interceptions thing is uh, is interesting because I know Donald's not going to play any again. <laughs> it's done for that's deed. That's um, fact too. She's like so you know Joe Burrow doesn't have a lot of competition there <laughs> um, in, in that category. Patrick Mahomes, but, he's probably he's probably next up. He's at he ten. Be. He's right behind him. He, he, yeah, all right. You gonna throw some more picks this year? They're not they're not fixed. So yeah, I mean. I, I, I don't know. I think the Bengals got to run the ball more. You want a solution to that problem? How about you get the ball to make it more run a little bit more, run off playoff play action? I think that's smart. But they, they, with all those weapons, I don't blame them for throwing it. <laughs> I don't. Um, nah, man. I, I, I'm honestly, I, my only take is cut the Trayvon Diggs. I don't. Everything else, I don't really care. <laughs> I'm sorry if I had to do it. I'm starting. It's definitely most likely out of these. I'm starting that Chandler Jones doesn't get double digit sacks. Oh yeah, 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 for sure. I'm going to bench the idea that Trayvon Diggs will break the interception record. Mm-hmm. 
and I'm going to cut Joe Burrow leading the league in interceptions, I just can't see him finishing out the season leading the league. Like, I'm sure somebody else is going to mess it up. Patrick Mahomes, I think, is going to – he's going to be having more games where he's throwing, what, 40, 58 attempt, 50 attempts, more than Joe Burrow. They have a way better running game, so I can see the Bengals – relying more on Joe Mixon and we're not going to see Joe Burrow throwing that many interceptions and hopefully hopefully the wide receivers get it together and stop dropping the passes yeah and and they're in a bye week this week right we had last week off we're playing the Raiders coming out on Sunday so if if, uh Greg's words are true and this really is a stupid football team you know hopefully uh you know we, we come out and smack them but Joe Burrow has been super mindful he said it after press conferences the past few weeks of about his turnovers and, um, you know, he's, he's being aggressive, which I like, because again, if you look at these turnovers, you're like, okay, like that could have either been really good or it could have been really bad. And it's not like he's just making like stupid, poor throws. Like these are, these are good throws that the receivers just aren't catching. So you can live with those um, because his play all around has been really, really good. Perfect transition week 11 matchups. We're going to touch on a couple of them Um, before I even do that. Let me know what y'all think. I think these last two weeks has been a lot of bad football. Mm. I would agree. I would it agree. Hasn't I, been, I haven't been interested in a lot of these games. I haven't really cared particularly much. Even like besides before the games happen, like looking at these matchups, like ew, dude, this yeah, this is what we gotta watch this week. Yeah, like even the game tonight, the game that they have on tonight. Oh, it's disgusting. Atlanta Falcons. They can't be it's disgusting. Me and Chris was talking about it. The only logical thing was, all right, so before the season, Cam Newton was on the Patriots. Cam going to Atlanta. Matt Ryan should still have something left in the tank. That's the only way this makes sense to me, that they ended up on Thursday night football. <laughs> like, this is not protecting the product. I was telling Chris, like, if possible, they should cut off the game in between. Like, They got shut out tonight. There's three, there's three minutes left right now, and they're losing 16-0. to zero. Pat, 16 Pat's, moving on, Pat's moving on to 7-4. and four. I don't think what the Pats are doing is sustainable, by the way. I don't think that playing mistake-free football and relying on a great defense, you can you can win some games. You can win a playoff game like that, but you're not going to go to Super Bowl like that. If people talk about Super Bowl, they got to chill. That's not going to happen. I'm sorry. It's not. I, I think don't know. Mac, he, Mac, Mac Jones is, is playing safe. And me and he's been playing safe all year. Earlier. Huh? He's been playing safe yeah. all year. They, they, you know? they, it was a stat in the first half where he, he didn't throw a, a pass over 25 yards, I don't think at all, this this game. Um, but he, he only had one incompletion going into halftime. That's what Bill Bill said. You're not here's what you're gonna do. You're gonna, you're gonna play a clean game for me, and my defense is gonna take this home. That's it. That's what Bill said. And Bill and, Bill, and credit to Bill, he's kind of he's a very, the, the Patriots are very competent. Yo, being competent in sports is hard. They're competent, they get the job done, they know what the hell they're doing, they know their assignments at all times, and they're always, they're always. On top of things, they're smart. They're smart. Smart football teams are hard to find. They just are. Think about it. Not many people root for. Not many people root for smart football teams. Not many people root for smart professional sports teams in general. Think about it. I mean, our our, our co-host tonight, who's not here, Miles, he was for the Knicks. That's not a competent franchise. There's only you don't root for. Competent franchises are hard to find, and you when you find when you hold on to that. So Bill Bill is the greatest coach of all time. This is just a great coaching job. I'm less. I'm more impressed with him than I am with Mac Jones. I'll just put it that way. Of course, anybody that knows this this season is just Bill doing his thing again. That's all it is. Bengals at Raiders. 
we kind of already touched on it. Joe Burrow or Derek Carr has a better game? I want Joe Burrow, man. I, 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 <laughs> the Raiders, the Raiders are struggling. I, I, I would hope for the Bengals' sake that this is not the game that Deshaun Watson gets loose and gets going. I know that they're they're trying to you know weave many things. He had a crazy fumble in that last game I saw, but yeah, I'm Ooh. picking. I'm picking the Bengals. Deshaun Jackson. Oh, you, you said Watson. Watson. Yeah, me. You had me oh. shook for a second. I'm like, oh. wait, 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 wait. They traded for Deshaun Watson. I'm like, yo, I'm about to have a heart attack over here, bro. Oh shoot. <laughs> That's funny. And, uh, you see, I just miss watching Deshaun Watson play football. It's crazy. Nah, Deshaun Jackson, yeah. Um, but nah, uh, I, I think that um I think the Bengals will win the game. I think the Bengals will win the game. I, I think they'll get the run game going and play well. And this is a game they should win. You're gonna play a playoff team, you beat teams like this. I mean, that's the reality of it. Yeah, and we need it. You know, this is our, the first time in the season that we're coming off a, a two-game uh back-to-back losing uh streak. So again, it, the bye week couldn't have came at a better time. So mm-hmm. now they should be rested, rejuvenated, ready to go, have a good game plan, um, going going down to Las Vegas, and hopefully come out with this dub. Yo, after y'all get the after the dub, then y'all go celebrate and go to the casinos and whatnot. Nah, Please. hell no. Is it hell Please. no? We don't need none of that. We don't need none of that. We need to take that right back down to Cincinnati and get ready for the rest of this damn season. Hey, I'm just saying, if they want to, <laughs> don't do it before the game because. <laughs> We'll see yeah. the Raiders get that dub, and we'll be like, "Wait, what happened?" That's facts. You gonna see videos? Oh, they was out. At, yeah, wait till after. Joe mixing in the club two two a.m. Nah, we don't. Cincinnati. Wait, wait till after the game. Lions Browns. Just off the simple fact, do the Lions actually get their first win this week? They got a tie last week. Mm. They get their first win. No. Browns are too functional with the run game. I think they'll get it going against the, the Lions. I think they'll. I think they'll win the game. I think and, the and not even the run game. I think the difference is Miles Garrett. I, I think that's that's the sole if he plays. Um, I know he's a little banged up, but I think I think that's the sole difference. Uh, I mean, one way I think one way that they're gonna win the game. Miles Garrett's not gonna score them points. They're gonna keep the ball out of their hands in the run game. Miles Garrett did a couple sacks. They'll go home and along the merry way. I think both things are gonna end up screwing the, the lines at the end of the day. I don't see how they win that football game. I don't see it. I'd be surprised. Tell you this, I would love for the Browns to lose on the Lions to get their first win. I would love it. I'm sure he would. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he drop, would. Drop down to five and six. <laughs> I don't see them losing that one. I think they're going to throw I think Baker's banged up. It's just a perfect recipe for them to run the hell up the ball, and they're going to make him pay. He's playing? I, I mean, if he plays, if he plays, yeah. they're going to run the ball regardless. He's banged up. You know, they can't trust him throwing the ball right now. So it's the perfect recipe for those guys to get the, the earnest and them dudes going. Yo, I need his agent because if I see this joke on another commercial, like, good lord. Unproven. Unproven. And the Mm man got more commercials when OBJ was. Hulu. Hulu, What is it? Hulu, Progressive, Affleck. Mm -hmm. All three of them. He's got a personality, man. You, you guys think that you, for he all does. the upcoming athletes, you gotta you gotta be you gotta be somebody with some personality that people want to talk to and people want to hear from. Shout out to Baker for having a personality that where that stuff is possible. That's really what it is. He's can't say this. He's making his bread now. He's not yeah. his contract not about to be crazy. So he's making that bread on the front end with his yeah. advertising yeah. deals, and it's because of his personality. I, I can see him right, right next, now. I can see him sitting right next to Tony Romo and Troy Aikman in like three, four years. Three or four years. <laughs> three or four. It's the Browns. The, the Browns are stuck with him. The Browns keep Browns fans talking about Baker. Shut up. You are stuck with him. That is your quarterback for the next five to ten years. Is this is the best the Browns fans you know? 
Huh? No Browns fans. I don't know. Not one Browns fan. I know Browns fans. There's Brown fans out there. They're a very loyal fan base. That's an arranged marriage. They're stuck with him, and it has arranged been marriage. It's never been better. It's never been better. Who has been better than Baker Mayfield with the Browns? That's facts. Yeah, they were, they were talking about that earlier. Yeah, like they're they're acting like, and if Baker is not your guy, then what do you do? What do you want to do? Last hope was Johnny Manziel. The (laughs) team, right? To my point exactly, the team, the team has no other option. They're not going to be bad enough. They're stacked everywhere. They're never going to be bad enough to get a great quarterback, and they can't really trade up for one because they traded their assets to load up. Unless Russ hits the market next year, Russ and Aaron Rodgers. Russell Russell Wilson is not going to the to the Browns and we know it and neither is Aaron Rodgers and we both know that they want to go to their older guys they want to go to nice city you think Sierra wants to leave Seattle to go to Cleveland Sierra wants to do that yeah all right like that's no it was more likely her going to New York her going to LA her going to LA is not going to happen like she wants to go to the coastal cities live and live in glamour and all that and Rodgers I don't know what the hell's wrong with that guy but I know I know he won't want to go to Cleveland Greg already said he got the Cowboys beating the Chiefs. Chris, Cowboys, Chiefs. Who wins and who has the better game, Dak or Mahomey? I think Dak. I think Dak's been playing clean all, all season. I mean, uh, their, their loss a few weeks ago wasn't wasn't too bad. I think Ezekiel Elliott has, has been great as we expected him to play this year. Um, and everything's just clicking for them. Michael Parsons is, is hitting his stride on the defensive side. Putting that DN looks really, really good. Uh, I I think I think the Cowboys pull this one off. And look, the Chiefs can't get out of their own way sometimes, and that's it's tough to do, um, especially when you play good teams. The Raiders uh, obviously didn't play their best football, but best believe the Cowboys are going to come and try to play their best football. Just given the position that they're in, everything's on the line for them. Um, when you're when you're this good at this point in the season, the halfway mark, you don't want to start to regress, right? You want to progress every single week. And I think the Cowboys have that mindset, uh, given all the pressure um, that they have on them due to how they started, uh, which has been very good. I think I think they're trending in the right direction, and I think uh, things are going to keep rolling for them. Real quick, does Trayvon Diggs get an interception off Mahomes? I say no, not this week, because I feel like Patrick Mahomes is smart enough to try to avoid – throwing that way but i also feel like he's cocky enough to try it too <laughs> who's who is Diggs gonna be guarding he's gonna be guarding uh Hill. Hill? that's Probably. not a recipe I, that's i mean mahomes has to be off because not many guys can cover Tariq Hill, and it, and you you drop back in that two safety look you get a lot of help over the top to cover I, I'm, that yeah, I'm thinking they might double Tyreek. they're gonna have to trevon Diggs is not a lockup pointer in that way he's not gonna cover him one-on-one that is gonna be ugly if they do that they will they will lose the game if that happens if they try to do that but um, I, I don't know. I, I think – I don't know if he throws any picks in this game. I just don't think that the Cowboys are going to lose a shootout. I think the Cowboys are more talented offensively. Crazy to say, I think they're more talented offensively than than even the Chiefs. Last segment of the episode. Y'all already know how we close shows out. Flag on the play. Accept or decline. Jay Prince ends the Kanye-Drake beef. Accept or decline. He's a mob boss. Jay Prince is a real life mob boss. <laughs> when Drake said he got mob ties, he was dead serious. Jay Prince is that dude. Um, I think the whole beef was BS to begin with, anyways. My, really? It, yeah, I don't really. I, I didn't put much stock into it. I didn't hear no diss track, diss tracks. I ain't hear and Kanye. It's not Kanye's bag. Kanye's never been that kind of rapper ever. Uh, dude dropped Donda. He was rapping about 
everything but but he tried he threw some shots at Drake here subtly every now and then. I just it was it was an easy mess for Jay Prince to come and clean up. Some of Jay Prince's influence when Jay Prince talks, people listen. When Jay Prince tells people to move, they move. Like that's what happens. I mean, that seems to be the things the way things work in the entertainment industry with Jay Prince. So nah, I mean, credit to him for ending the beef, but are they gonna make make songs together? Like what happens next? Probably they'll probably collab on some stuff. Drake ends all the beefs that he has. Who's he beefing with still? Pusha T, that's it, right? It's just Pusha, that's it. That's it. I don't think that's ending though. It shouldn't end. <laughs> but that, and that gave him that gave us some great stuff. That was a real beef. The Kanye stuff was not real beef. Kanye went and shaved his head all different directions and all that stuff. He's crazy. Nah, Meek me stuff was a real beef too. Yeah, but that ended quick. And and Drake Drake bodied him. I don't care what anyone says. That yeah. that, that went in Drake's overwhelming career. Drake had the greatest battle rap record I ever heard. Back to that. <laughs> Period. All on Meek's head. Period. I I really don't even know why Pusha tried him after that. I know Pusha can rap and everything like that, but Pusha's like that guy who raps really well, but I, no one really cares. Like I don't really care. Like but Pusha can let really me, rap. Let, let me ask care. this before. Let me ask this before we move on. So. Drake and Meek were beefing, and it went on for quite some time, bro. That was probably like 2016 to 2018 um, when they it was when they, it, back it, back. it wasn't <laughs> until uh, Meek got out of yeah, it wasn't until Meek got out of jail. That's when they uh, you know buried the hatchet and whatnot, and then they released uh, "Going Bad." You think if Drake and Kanye release a song, right, collab on a song, you think it would be as good as "Going Bad"? Because "Going Bad" was a hit. Yeah, I think I think I think all Drake does is make hits. If Drake makes a song with Kanye West for the way Kanye's producing songs right now, the lovelies that he's at right now with producing music, yeah, just keep Drake, just keep Kanye off of the verses. As long as Kanye doesn't try to rap, the song will be a he hit. Said, mm, tries to rap, mm, mm, mm. yeah, don't try to rap. Um, try to rap, <sighs> it'll be a problem. But yeah, I think I think I think easily, uh, it'd be it'd be a hit for sure. As long as Drake's on the verses. California couple vanishes after stealing millions in COVID-19 relief, leaving behind three children. Except for the decline. Ran off by themselves or vanishes because people people found out they were they were they were hitting licks and got and took care of business. Uh they vanished after the court case and one was sent in 17 years, one was sent in six years. It's said oh, okay, they got bagged up. Okay reported about 20 million dollars in relief funds all they did was leave behind a note to their children that this wouldn't be the last time they saw them and they've been missing i think for like five months they said now so so they're they they were probably out on bail after their court date before they got actually sentenced and they you know gathered up some money and they scared up out of here damn damn bali right now I thought they got back. I think they locked up. No, no, no. They they had to go. They, to they the was court. about to, is what he's saying. He, he was saying they was about to get sentenced, right? And you know, sometimes they they give you like, all right, six months until your trial date, but you know, you're not like a threat, so we'll let you out on bail and shit like that. So he's saying that. Excuse my language too. <laughs> he's saying that <laughs> that basically, like, you know, they gathered up some money and got up out of there. Uh, yeah, a lot of people was hitting licks on this COVID whole this whole COVID thing. A lot of people want that unemployment check, unemployment money back, so they can keep it hitting licks on the government. <laughs> they was they was taking advantage of that. So I mean, twenty M's though. Yeah, for kids though. Yeah, they're not gonna get very far. Three God, kids. God don't, God don't like ugly. You're not gonna you're not gonna get very far. But I'm sure nothing is nothing good is waiting for them on the other side of this whole thing. Three kids. kids and twenty mil. Yeah. 
Yeah, they're nuts. They was opening, this was the crazy, they was opening up uh, fake accounts, fake businesses, and dead people's names, and students that were coming over for uh, colleges that was coming from different countries for like semesters. They was taking their information. They got a date with karma coming real soon. For sure. Last one. CeCe Sabathia says, Shotai Otani is the best player he's ever seen after winning the MVP. Except for the club. There's a real case for that. There's a real case for that. There's a real case for that. I've never seen nobody go out throw 90 miles an hour, you know, almost 100 miles an hour on a fastball, throw a crazy slider, throw a curveball. Be an amazing ace pitcher. But also hit bombs and hit for average. I think he, what he hit, like he he hit over three hundred. I think he he is he is incredible. I've never seen anything quite like it. The and and the Angels keep getting all these amazing players. They get Trout, they get him, and they still can't get in the playoffs. It's just weird. It's just really a weird situation. They got my guy Syndergaard. They got they just got him on a twenty million dollar deal for a year. I, look, I, I, he is he's I, I have a hard time like. Ken Griffey Jr. is, I, I think, is the best player I've ever seen. Barry Bonds and Ken Griffey Jr., two guys I, I always go to. But Otani's got to be better off the fact that he can pitch at, a, at an ace level and also hit a home, hit bombs and hit for average. Look, I, I'm, I have a hard time arguing with that. I don't think he's far off. He could easily, if you think about it, a pure value alone in baseball, in a sport where it's very hard to dominate by yourself, he is the most easily most viable, the most viable MVP, the most viable player to his team in Baseball history is show is Otani easily because he's an ace pitcher and he hits bomb and he hit, he's in the lineup every day. It's crazy. You can change a game in two ways, not one. Can't say that about everybody or anybody. Honestly, that's not a thing. Well, you already know the vibes. You feel me? Just to recap everything, Lakers are not winning this year. <laughs> the Nets have a better chance. Hey, Kyrie, if you decide to watch this. The Nets need you. They miss you. Big time. Kyrie, KD out there doing it by himself right now. We all expect that Harden will get it back together at some point, but he don't look like himself. It's, it's right happening now. slowly. It's happening. Just last night he had 27, like 8 and 7. He's, he's working his way back. But hey, Kai, hey, Kai, come back, bro. I don't think Kyrie really cares. I, I don't think he really cares. Well, I, he I don't, I'm, not, I'm not on the Stephen A's trip. Hating on him, I don't think he really cares. He's posting pictures of, of, of African photos on his Instagram, Matrix references and uh, Indian tribe stuff. Kai, Kai this, Kai that, burning incense, burning shade. I don't know. Like, he's on his own side time. Look, I don't know how much he cares. I'd have a hard time sitting there watching Power Him. I really would. And considering most people he knows, look, he doesn't know anyone who's been Ill- affected negatively by the COVID, by the vaccine. I'm willing to bet good money on that. Dude doesn't care. I don't think he cares. And I'm okay. I've, I've come to terms. They can trade him. Ship him out. Please. I, I, I'd love to get CJ McCollum. I'd love to get a Brandon Ingram. I'd love to get, give me a good young player back. Give me a guy who can come here and get buckets with these guys and let's win a chip. Like I said, he's not bigger than the Nets organization. He's not, he, I think that's the mistake he's, he, we're kind of making here. He's not bigger than what, what I want to accomplish, what the Nets fans want, what the organization wants, what they, all the work they've done to be undone by Kyrie because Kyrie doesn't want to get a vaccine. That's utterly ridiculous. If he's not playing by Christmas, he can he can easily be traded. I would expect him to be traded. That's that's the reality of it. Seriously, I'm just selfishly. I want to see Kai back out there. And oh, I've, me too. I've come to terms. With it. I've come to terms with it. LeBron is the Lakers organization top to down. 
get rid of Frank Vogel, figure out what you're going to do with Russ. If you stay ready, obviously some people in the Lakers didn't stay ready. If you stay ready, you don't got to get ready. <laughs> Mitch Mob, we out. Peace. <laughs> oh, God. You're-